The Better on Draft Michigan series is brought to you by Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Everything you need from wine, liquor, beer, cigars, cigarettes, lottery, snacks, everything. That's what they carry. That's what they specialize in, including a huge selection of singles. And North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road on North Center Street. Go check them out. They got food. They got beer. They got beer to go. Everything that you want in a brewery they have, including an amazing shuffleboard. Go test your skills, including testing your skills against the owner he won't go easy on you go follow us on all of our social medias that's better on draft on instagram facebook and twitter and now tiktok find all of our tiktoks at better on draft you can like us on untapped by friending us bod podcast is our name and of course you can listen to us live every friday 7 p.m eastern at better on facebook.com forward slash better on draft and twitch.tv forward slash bod podcast we thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to have you in the next one Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. Welcome, everybody, to the Michigan series of Better on Draft. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I am working on getting the the video set as we are having a lot of technical difficulties today. Uh, but we have our guest in studio real quick. Let's see uh, who the hosts are on. we got Robert. Robert, what are you drinking? Yo, uh, right now kind of double fisting. I've got myself uh, the Punchki beer from Eastern Market Brewing Company and also have I believe this is the third rendition of Black is Beautiful from Weathered Souls. I think it's the third one. Awesome. For myself, I have got two cans of Two Roots, the Hellas Enough Said, uh, amazing NA beer. Uh, hoping to get a, a full clean bill of health that I can start drinking on next week's episode, uh, with exhibit A, but we will find that out. Hopefully I'll be able to make it to the winter beer festival, which is coming next weekend, uh, which we just posted our 20 beers to try over at betterondraft.com. So go check out that link, but we do have a guest in studio. As I said, it is a Michigan series. So it's a Michigan brewery all the way from Mackinac city, Michigan, Pierre de Mac. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Uh, I'm Danny Ranville. I am uh, the uh, owner uh, and brewer here um, at Beard of Mac in Mackinac City, and uh, that's that's pretty much what we're doing up here. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. Now, one of the things that I looked at, obviously, you have a untapped, verified location, so we're able to kind of see what you have going on over at Beard of Mac. Um, my first question to you is one. Uh, why did you decide to put on an alt beer? And two, why aren't there more alt beers in this state? Oh boy. Um, we, 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 we kind of thought we wanted to give that a shot. It's a hard beer, uh, hard beer to brew. Uh, you know, it's very, um, you know, to brew a good alt beer, it's all about the water, uh, your water profile, uh, all beers from the alt region have a little bit of a mineral spine on them, uh, and there's no flavors to hide behind. But also, in the summertime, we don't have the luxury of lagering um, because we have a two-and-a-half-barrel brew system, and we are brewing as fast as we can for the masses. Um, and so, you know, we're looking for something in the ale world that would fit the you know, the Northern Michigan 
drinker who's been drinking domestics uh, their whole life, and uh, a, a lot of them really enjoy that the alt beer, which is why we keep brewing it. We 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 were experimenting, just trying to do all kinds of different styles, and we did it, and a lot of our local clientele really enjoyed it. So now it has kind of earned its place um, on our board. So now uh, if that's you're... why. If you're unaware, as a, uh, I am a huge fan of all beers. It is literally some random thing that I found. As I, I know exactly why I'm a huge fan, and it's uh, Old Twenty Two from ABC, Arbor Brewing Company, and mm-hmm. of course Detroit Dwarf from Detroit Beer Company slash Travis Fritz made it over at uh, Old Nation as well. So I, I am just a random huge fan of all beer. So I'm always excited when I see it on draft and I'm all, like, that's the first thing I'm going to go and order. But as I'm looking through your draft list, one of the things I noticed is that did, did I not see an IPA on draft uh, or uh, one at most? Uh, we have one. We've got right now we have our uh, Portside Collision, which is a black IPA, uh, you know, uh, nice balanced uh, hop, you know, hop roast balance, really nice. Uh, we have, it's not on tap quite yet, but it'll be tapped any day. We've got a Belgian IPA. And then generally speaking, we always try to have one, maybe two uh, IPAs, but uh, really not our cup of tea. That's not our, yeah, I mean, it's the number one style in America that's, <laughs> that's drank, and we, we understand that we have to have one. Um, but we are kind of coming at it where, you know, as far as the distribution side of things go, we're a really small house and no bar restaurant up here is going to take off a two hearted or a Huma or a 51 K, you know, those are the, the, the common big IPAs up here to put on one of ours. And we, I mean, we've just accepted that. Uh, so, you know, uh, we, we, we are a French Belgian house and enjoy brewing those styles and, while we understand we have to have an IPA and we like drinking them. Uh, we just, we're not one of those breweries where there's seven IPAs to choose from. That's just kind of not what we're doing up here. Well, you mentioned that you're a two and a half barrel house. What does that equate to in the amount of liquid you can produce uh, weekly? Uh, I mean, we're brewing, I mean, two and a half is a hundred, two and a half barrels is a hundred gallons at a time. Five, uh, five half barrels, barrels, uh, weekly, huh, like in peak summer season, we're probably brewing, uh, four to five, sometimes six times a week. We're, 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 I mean, we have to, uh, it, it's really like, like, you know, I've said before, uh, be, having a business up here in Mackinac city is like running two separate businesses in the summertime, 2.5 million people are crossing the bridge. Tons of people are going to the Island. People are on vacation, uh, people head northern Michigan. In the wintertime, Mackinac City has, I think, 840 residents. Um, but, I mean, you just it's, it's just very, very different, night and day. So, uh, yeah. You were, you were the first brewery up in Mackinac City, correct? At least currently. Uh, we are the only brewery in Mackinac City. We've we've had uh, the Russ and Spokes in. They're they're a Mike. Uh, I mean, they're a brew pub, uh, and um, but but they carry our beer. And then uh, the Dixie just put a brew system in. I think they put a five barrel or seven barrel stout system in. 
uh, and they're brewing some beers. But as far as the licensing, you know, you got to choose when you want to be a brew pub or microbrewery. We're, we're the only microbrewery in the Straits area. Uh, Sheboygan would be the closest, closest other brewery. Yep, we are uh, well aware of Rusted Spoke and, of course, Dixie Saloon because all those breweries can be found on the Michigan Brewery Map app, free for you to download on iOS and Android, free for the brewers to be on and free for the users to use, find, and get to all these breweries. Now that you have three breweries, brew pubs, brew make, beer makers, we'll call them, beer makers uh, in the city of Mackinac, are you seeing a lot of people come up to uh, Mackinac City and staying there to do like a, a little mini brew tour up there? Um, you, well, the Dixie's like brand new, but like, uh, when the Russet Spoke, uh, came in, we got a lot of customers. I, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, people at people like you and I, when we go places, you know, the first thing we're going to look up is where the breweries are. And when people, you know, look that stuff up, go to your app, look all, you know, with these locations and see that like, oh, wow, there's three three places where we can try some interesting beers. I think it, I think, uh, I, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people that uh, come this way because of that. And funny is I was kind of going to go, I, I guess, kind of ask in that direction in that, you know, what you're saying that you being the, um, you know, the only brewery that was, that's there in Mackinac city, obviously there are others that are coming around in the area. Uh, but, when people come out to that area and, um, you know, they come out and they see, oh, hey, there's a brewery here. Um, I guess w- with the people that come in, what do you take from from the crowds that come in and just kind of, for, I guess, maybe for the first time to see that this brewery is here? And, you know, what should they be going out there to check out? Uh, as far as our location here, the Beer to Mac? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we're 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 off the beaten path. We're not smack dab right in the middle of downtown like the other two guys are. Uh, we are just uh, south of town, um, and so what we find, you know, we, we're not really surrounded by any other businesses. We're kind of, you know, vacant lot uh, to the south of us, vacant lot across the street, uh, and so the people coming to Beer to Mac. Uh, uh, you know, they're coming here because they want to be here. You know, they're not, it, we, we're not getting the foot traffic, you know, the, you know, we're on all the social media. We're on, you know, everything that a business can be on. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that's kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, the people coming here, like, absolutely want to be here because they love beer. And I think that makes for a really cool atmosphere. Um you know, uh, it, it's just really exciting to, I mean, just walking around the tap room and talking to people, everybody's geeked, like, oh, you know, because they're excited because of the craft beer. But on the, on the flip side of that coin, you know, we don't get a lot of people who just stumble into Beer to Mac, like, by accident. You, you, you feel me? You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that, that that's kind of why, you know, there's kind of pros and cons. We're out here doing our thing. Um, but you kind of got to know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Understand now, kind of going back to uh, the IPAs, and um, I guess for myself, it is kind of refreshing to see a brewery that doesn't have those seven IPAs on and you know, just kind of 
you know, hangs out with the other IPAs, like you said, with, you know, the, the two hearted and, and the black rocks that are, that are there in the area. Um, I guess even with that, do you feel like IPA is a style that people kind of need to just back the hell up off from and just try to start enjoying some other things? Like, like, is there, is there a style that you wish had, um, the, the, the celebrity that is IPA? I don't know. Uh, that, that's a really interesting question because, you know, uh, if that was the case, what beer would it be? There's so many great beers out there. Uh, you know, I understand why IPAs are so sought after. It's like you can't get that hoppy bitterness in any other, like you can't find that. Uh, like there's just nothing out there that's like that hoppy, that flavor. Like sometimes on a hot day, you know, you're out mowing your lawn and it's 85 degrees and you're sweating your ass off. And you just, like, sometimes it's just like, man, you crave that hot bitterness that, you know, for whatever reason, it just quenches your thirst. And I, I mean, I think I, I don't hate on IPAs, man. I, I'm as guilty as anybody else. I'll, I, I'll drink and enjoy the hell out of an IPA. Uh, I just, you know, I, I mean, we've got 14 taps and there's just too many other good beer styles out there to have seven IPAs. I mean, I just feel like you're doing beer a disservice to the person who doesn't know craft beer. If half of your tap handles are IPAs. And I mean, that's cool. If that's, if that's your thing, if you're a brewery and you're like, we are going to brew the hell out of some IPAs or we're going to brew the hell out of a lot of hoppy beers because that's what we like. And if that's your mission statement, then that's cool. But I just feel like, you know, there's like 160, 160 different styles of beer with different variations and subsections, subcategories of all those beers. And especially for us in such a tourist destination, I mean, we got to have, I mean, you, you just got to have, other options for people who are hop heads. You know what I, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, we, we, we really enjoy Len, I guess to answer, you know, the other part of your question, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's what, like, I, I feel like there's a tendency as a brewer, you end up whether you want to or not, but you end up brewing the things that you enjoy, what appeals to you, whether it's, you enjoy the challenge of brewing them. And you, I mean, it's not really your jam drinking them, or if you just brew what you like to drink. Uh, I think that, I mean, with any artist in any genre or, you know, whether it be music or art or whatever, you kind of gravitate towards, you know, what makes that individual tick, what they enjoy. Um, but, uh, you know, up here, we're doing a lot of French, Belgian. It ties into, you know, kind of the history up here. And I just, I mean, I think, you know, yeast is just such an unsung hero in the ingredients of the beer. And you can do so much cool stuff with that. And the Belgian yeast really accentuate and show you that, um, that you know, I, I couldn't pick a particular Belgian style of beer, but I mean, that's, that's just kind of what we're doing up here and we're digging the hell out of it. Awesome. Um, so one thing I, I wanted to ask kind of, I guess, kind of going back, cause I, I don't think we, we really asked about it yet is just, um, the, the history of Bearded Mac. Um, how 
did the brewery get started? Um, good question. Uh, my father and I uh, started, you know, the conception of Beer to Mac happened probably as many breweries did over beers. Um, but uh, at the time, uh, I had moved back from Denver and uh, uh, my dad was uh, kind of finicky. He had started and ran a nonprofit organization in Grand Rapids for you know, 15 years and he was kind of ready for something new and I was kind of in between and I put myself through college working on Mackinac Island. Uh, my family, like my grandfather, my dad's dad was born and raised in Mackinac. The Ranville family came over on a French warship in the 1600s and landed on Mackinac Island. So that's kind of how Mackinac City came to be, um, the place we selected. Um, but, uh, I mean, there wasn't one day uh, that we're just like, yep, we're going to do this. It was kind of just like how you eat an elephant and how a lot of things kind of happen. Like, things just fall into place. You talk to certain people, certain things, you know, stars align. Uh, you know, we found a location, um, you know, all of those things. And then several years later, I mean, we started talking about starting a brewery up here i mean as early as 2008 and then we like that but you know just in passing like hey man that'd be cool yeah but i i guess in 2012 was when we were both kind of i think it was 2012 where we really started looking into it seriously and uh you know we yeah, all the steps, all the hoops, all the things you got to jump jump through, find a location, write a business plan, do a marketing plan, um, you know, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the things. But uh, we started renovating this place in 2015. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we bought it in 2015, started doing the do, making it uh, – changing it over to a brewery and we opened our soft opening was in 2016 at the very end of the year. Like, you know, you know how the MLCC is. It just never happens when you want it to. Uh, so like we were ready to go in September, like even sooner, maybe uh, July, September in there of 2016, as far as construction and everything in place. Uh, didn't get our license until like we got our license in between Christmas and New Year's. So we're like, well, how the hell, you know, we've got all these brand new employees. How am I going to ask a brand new employee like, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to open and you're not going to be able to be home for Christmas or whatever after we've drawn it out that long. So right. so what we ended up doing is we did like a soft opening Um during that time, and then we had our hard opening January third of two thousand seventeen. Here we go. So that was kind. Of, that's kind of the history of the progression of how it happened. Gotcha. Now, and and this kind of is a common question with going with the history. We're obviously we're talking, um, which basically you just celebrated your five year anniversary. So yeah, so yeah. happy anniversary. Thank um, you. With with that and being five years open. Um, uh, we uh, at least at least myself or sometimes Nick when he's on the show he will ask this as well. Um, but we're we're now five years later from from your open. Tell me something that 
you wish you could have done differently from say open to year one that maybe you're either doing now or just wish that you could have done? Um, I think, you know, we, we had a, our, our primary location coincidentally was where the rusted spoke is now. Uh, we actually were going to close on that building and had the whole deal drawn up. Everything was good to go. And, uh, on the day of the closing, like literally the morning of the closing, the seller backed out. Oh no. Right. So now, you know, we've done our business plan. We've done all of our stuff. We've got our investors. We're ready to pull the trigger. We've done all the blueprints. We've done all the drawings. You know, we were going to do a million dollar renovation on the building, yada, yada, yada. And on the day of the closing, they're just like, yeah, we want to restructure the whole deal. And we want to, we want more money. And we're like, whoa, you know, pump the brakes. Um, so we were kind of left with a choice. Uh, it was like, yeah, I mean, we're ready to go, you know, sitting on go ready to move forward. And so we, uh, we tried to make that deal work, but in negotiations, just couldn't do it. Didn't happen. And then we found this location out here and, you know, I'm kind of a firm believer that all things happen for a reason and you got to roll with the punches and be flexible and, you know, life never goes the way you want it to. You know, it's just kind of how you handle it and over, you know, adapt and overcome problems. Mm-hmm. But in that whole scenario, we ended up pivoting to this location out here. And I think that, I mean, there wasn't another option. So it's not like, you know, you're asking me this question, like, what should you have done? Because there wasn't another property in town available. Uh, we just moved forward with this one. But it's interesting to think about, like, how different things would have been. Like, I mean, if maybe we would have found another location or we would have looked in St. Ignace or we would have waited another six months to a year for another location right downtown to happen. But, uh, you know, it's easy to look back at the things that you wish you would have done. And I mean, I, I don't know. We're just trying like hell to look ahead and do, you know, make the best decisions we can moving forward. Right. Uh, try not to, I mean, we're trying to not look at regrets here, but just, Hey, these are the cards that we have and how can we do the best we can now? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a pretty damn good way to look at it. Pretty damn good. Indeed. Um, I guess one other question I had, um, trying to think of the proper or a, a good way to, to word this. <laughs> Should I be nervous? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> actually, no, you shouldn't. I was actually going to switch that one up. Um, uh, one thing I was actually curious about, because um, I, I don't see, I, I mean, I only see breweries have things like, obviously, there's food trucks. You guys have food trucks um, that there are, you know, sometimes some special events that go on. Uh, but you have, uh, you guys have an event that goes on uh, right now. I believe it's every Thursday uh, called Tap Talks. Uh, yes, so I'm sir. Curious if, if you can tell us what Tap Talks is and uh, what overall, and obviously the intent of having them. Sure. I, I'm, we're really, really pumped about the Tap Talks. Uh, I, I, I would imagine, I mean, you guys are both familiar with uh, TED Talks, you know, the TED Talks, like YouTube at 15. 
it's kind of a modeled after that. Uh, up here in uh, northern Michigan, I sound like a broken record, but in the wintertime in northern Michigan, there's not a lot of people up here, and you almost have to create an excuse for people to go out and drink a beer. You know, uh, with eight hundred, with with only eight hundred people in Mackinac and only twenty three hundred people, maybe it's close to three thousand in Saint Ignace, which they have to cross a bridge. With you know Sheboygan, you know twenty minutes down the road, I'm, I'm, we're not dealing with a big population like, you know, if we would if you would take beer to Mac and set it down in you know Royal Oak or Grand Rapids, where you just have a humongous population you know, things are, would be a whole lot different, but like the way we, you know, you kind we kind of have to like create reasons for people to leave their homes when right now it's zero degrees and windy as hell and the snow's coming down. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, and, and we're just trying to, um, you know, living up here and bumping into the people that come in, there's a lot of really, really interesting people that, have chosen to live in Northern Michigan, more specifically, you know, Emmett County or Sheboygan County that have retired that like is unbelievable. Like, you know, we've got this, just a wealth of information and we were just sitting there saying like, how, like, you, you, you know how it goes. You go to a bar, you sit down next to a dude who's drinking a beer and you strike up a conversation. And he tells you that he's a, you know, I don't know, a, rocket scientists or whatever and you have a great conversation with them you're like you leave and you're like wow that was really cool i had a couple pints i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and i talked to this dude and i you know whether you learn something or not you're just like wow that was fascinating conversation and you walk away with a positive attitude like just a positive experience and we're just trying to in a way um replicate that so um, basically what it is, is anybody who wants to come up and talk, you don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be your profession. It could be like, you know, you say you're a mailman, but in your spare time in the basement, you're building model trains and you're super passionate about that. And you want to talk about that and you can, you know, hold an audience for 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, that's like, let's bring them out in. So we've had, uh, we had the the head naturalist uh, from uh, the state park who talked about animals, and then we had uh, somebody talking about gardening. Uh, we brought in lat this yesterday. We had somebody talking about music theory and what makes music sound good. I am talking to a forest ranger from. Uh, USDA, who's going to come in and talk about agriculture. Uh, I think on the docket, I have a doctor, a, a, a woman who has her doctorate in geology, and she's going to talk about like common rocks when you're walking down the beach in northern Michigan that you might find. Um, so we're just trying to do real broad spectrum. Like it can be, you know, art, history, science. Uh, you know, there's no like cookie cutter, you know, what uh, is, is just as long as, you know, the speaker is comfortable and uh, can hold an audience and the topic is interesting and we think we can bring some people in. Um, quite frankly, it's not even about selling beer. It's just about like 
if you were going to come and speak, I would just, you know, I'm more interested in making sure that the speaker isn't dedicating, you know, their time to put together a presentation and then nobody shows up. So we're just trying to get, you know, I, I'm more interested and we've had some really good, I think, uh, in I think May, no, March, March 10th, uh, we're having the heavy artillery crew from the fort coming out here and they're going to give a presentation and then they're going to go out back and they're going to, we're going to shoot cannons and muskets. So, I mean, I'm really excited about it. What could go wrong? Beers and, and muskets and cannons is going to be awesome. I mean, if you're if you're holding the beers while firing the cannon, that you, you might have to have some wavered sign. I, I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that the only um, professional, professionally trained people will be firing the weapons, but uh, it should be, should be a good time. We're really excited about that. So we got some really cool cool ones on the docket. Nice. Well, have, having personal experience of firing a musket you really can't do much of anything with a beer while you're having to reload those damn things Uh, i'm gonna pass it back over to ken (laughs) yeah ken i'm old enough to have fired a musket fuck you (laughs) i i wasn't gonna say anything i just work here uh no that sounds like an amazing uh thing that i feel like brings in the community that you're looking for uh bringing in a lot of people to talk about what they do because uh especially over the last couple years we've found ourselves online 24 7 and because of that, we're missing that human interaction and we're missing that, uh, as you kind of say, that conversation that you would get from just meeting some random person at a bar and hearing their life story, those kinds of things. You know, and oh, it's, totally, it's, totally. It's, a, it's a very Midwestern thing of us to where we just if you're sitting alone at a, I can't tell you how many times I'm just sitting alone at a bar and I see the guy next to me. Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, that's cool. Uh, you do you live around here. Do you work around here? What's going on? Especially if I'm traveling because you get a chance to meet someone talk to someone and they'll tell you if they're not interested in talking those are like uh, yeah 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 yep, yep. you know and it's having those types of things like i would be looking at your docket and your events calendar and be like oh i want to learn about that oh i want to learn about that because you have you have the thing that keeps you there which is the beer um sure but the well thing i that- mean if you're in the brewery you're going to be drinking a beer either way yeah really so uh you know, what, what we're just trying to do is we're just trying to give you something in addition, you well, know. And correct it, me if I'm wrong. Even though you're still, you know, you're in a touristy city, you're still fighting against other touristy bars trying to bring in people during the non-touristy sure. times. So you're yeah. – Whereas a bar like Alpha Michigan can be the local Alpha Brewing can be the local brewery slash bar slash, you know, whatever they need to be in these smaller cities. You're still going up against two brew pubs and all the other bars that are in downtown Mackinac City and all the other cities that are, you know, you got a casino right down the road. Like you've got a lot of um, competition, uh, both alcoholic and not. So it's always interesting to see how people go in and um, not be in a standard like bar bango or trivia or karaoke or something like this is it's it's a great idea that i think a lot of more breweries a lot of bars to be honest should just kind of i mean it's crazy uh, like we're what we're finding is we're pulling in people that would n- have no business being in a brewery if it was just to drink beer 
Like we had the, the head gardener from the fort come in and talk about successfully gardening in northern Michigan and what plants grow well in this zone and, you know, sandy soil and pH and, you know, what, what kind of pertains around here. And, I mean, we had people, you know, people who are just interested in gardening. That's their hobby. And they're like, you know what, while we're here, I guess I'll try that blueberry wheat that you have on tap. And we'll, gra- we'll grab a, a pizza or, or, you know, whatever. But we're bringing in a lot of new people, which which I think is really cool. Like people that we, we not our normal clientele. What what was your introduction to beer? What What hooked you? Um, I don't know. I just, uh, like drinking it. <laughs> uh, college? What time like, frame, but what, what beer, like what Milwaukee's best or Coors Light or Killy, like what beer really been like that, that gets you to be like, oh, wow, I really like this beer. I want to start trying other beers. I can't remember if it was my mother or my aunt or my grandma some lady figure early in life was like, listen, Danny, if anybody ever tells you that beer tastes good, they're fucking lying to you. <laughs> and I was like, I was too young to even, or I was too young to even understand. They're like, if anybody tells you beer is good, they're, they're just not telling you the truth. It's just, it's just, that's just a bald faced lie. And I, I don't I don't know why that like sticks with me, but uh, I think that you, you know how it goes. Someone tells you, "Hey, man, don't do that." You, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Hey, hey, don't drink that. That doesn't taste good. Like you know. <laughs> well, I I mean I think that kind of I mean that wasn't the 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 moment, but like I think that kind of pushed me down the rabbit hole of like trying more beers than maybe a. Uh, a college kid would, you know what I mean? But like, as far as like, when did I fall in love with craft beer uh, is a pretty easy answer. I, I mean, I, I moved out, like I was saying, I moved out to Denver, Colorado and we'd go up, uh, we'd go up. I lived in Denver and my buddies lived up in uh, Vail. We go up there in the weekends, Friday, drive up there. And uh, you, you had two options on Sunday, driving the pass home back to Denver was you could leave immediately and sit in your car uh, in traffic because everybody had to go through the tunnel. It's like one road down to Denver for like six hours. Or you could wait. And we always went to the Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, and we would just – you could get like pitchers of Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. for Like a pitcher was like six bucks. And we'd all draw straws. Mm. There was always – we'd draw straws and there was four of us person who got the short straw had to drive and the rest of us would get annihilated. But, uh, I mean, fell in love, like just fell in love with, uh, some, that, that was the first time it was like, you know, in college you drink what you can afford. And I wasn't like wealthy by any, you know, I, I was like, you know, uh, if I would have known how much bush light I was going to drink in college, I would have bought stock. But, uh, but, but, you know, that was like the first, the first time, like, I, I, I remember, like, looking at a bottle of beer and just being like, man, this is really good. This really intrigues me. And I'm curious, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that was kind of what really got me 
excited about learning more, like learning more about beer, just, just because I was like, here was a beer that was, it was like really, really awesome. And I really enjoyed it and tons of flavor and so, so different from, you know, the domestic, you know, you polar opposite, you're going dark, craft, Breckenridge, you know what I mean? And that, that kind of, I hope that answered your question. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it didn't. I went off on a tangent. I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. Like the, the way you're explaining things, it always triggers a lot of different memories and emotions and things that have occurred in my past, just because you always think back in the, before the craft beer boom in Michigan, you know, when we were at like a hundred breweries back in just like 2015, um, Basically, <laughs> we're we're looking at all of these breweries and the the price points for most of them because none of them were making these really high uh, high gravity high calorie high ingredient like you're you're going to Ascension and you're getting a, a triple barrel aged uh, imperial stout with peanut butter molasses marshmallow graham cracker. Um, and chocolate and, you know, all these ingredients cost money. So when you're going to these breweries, these beers are a lot more, but back then when you're going to like black Lotus or you're going to dragon meat or Coonan, um, obviously for those, you know, those are local breweries and brew pubs here in Metro Detroit, Michigan, those places, you know, a $4 pint wasn't anything too crazy because you were competing against the dollar 50 to $2 pint of Coors Light. Right. So the the right. price points have completely changed to where, you know, craft beer was considered expensive then, but we yearn for that price now. But the craft beer that you can get now, you can go and you can buy a six pack of, um, I'm, I'm trying to like Atwater Dirty Blonde for less than 10 bucks. And those are the kinds of things that I think people need and want, um, to start their craft beer. But I, I feel like it was too niche back then. Now yeah. it's every you know. Well, when, well, when do you think Founders is going to come out with a dirty thirty? Uh, if they <laughs> like, weren't going to, if they weren't going to do it I mean, like, already. No, I just use that as like an example. You know, you could go get a Bush Light Dirty Thirty for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean like, that's basically solid gold. I mean, if they just took down the quality and put put in more cans and call it a solid bronze, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I just, I think more interesting, you know, something more interesting, like people, and maybe it's just my generation, but like, I think that not all people, but I think a, a, a far larger majority of people are just okay and they have accepted the fact that it's like it, it's just it's okay to spend and are willing to spend more money on craft beer. You know, I I, I don't like price wise, like price points and stuff. Like, yeah, founders, yeah, you use founders because they're huge and they're doing cans and and or, or bells. Like that's that's when you go into the gas station who's competing with the domestics. But uh, I just. I don't know if the, the price has changed that much. I think that society as a whole's mentality has changed. Like we've gone into they're not they're not looking at it as like, oh, that's expensive. They're just looking at it as like that's worth it. And and that's what I'm gonna drink. Like it's almost more like the beer drinker 
is going to be, it's, it's, it's almost like a need. They're not even looking at the domestics anymore. They're just like, that's the price. If I want beer, that's what it is. I'm paying it. Well, I think I, I would believe that the, the current generation of craft beer drinkers and what people are looking for, they're looking for the, the quality of the product more than anything. Um, sure. And I agree with that. That's, that's not just beer though. Because they're not going to buy two buck chuck wine anymore. They're going to buy local, you know, young blood or other local wines. Or they're going to buy Detroit City Distillery instead of um, you know, whatever vodka brand. Absolute. Like I feel Oh like- yeah, yeah. I think the 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 consumer is acutely aware or more aware and more happy to support, you know support local. I mean how I, I I mean think about it how for how many years now have you heard that like you know that that's just like that's just like normal now and I think people are all about that people understand it want to do that and and Michigan was always very big in it where we would always buy Verners as opposed to Canada Dry or uh, Fago be- or better, whatever Fago, You're right. Fago instead of Cola Coca Cola uh, I was gonna say. Um, Better made instead of Lay's. Like we we have the the want to buy local, but in the same sense of token, um, those brands aren't overly priced in comparison. Like a bag of Better Made chips is not you know it's probably less expensive than a, a bag of Lay's. Fago is definitely less expensive than a you know Coca Cola. True. Um, so we. I think pricing a lot of people were looking at, but now they're like, I would rather have one really good craft beer than three Boombas at Coors Light. But I also think the same person, and I am that person, um, I have no issues where I might walk into a Kroger and see like two for $4 tall boys of Labatt, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want a lot of beer tonight, but I, I want more than a bottle of craft beer, like one bottle of sure. 8% beer. I mean, I, I mean, full, dis- full, di- full disclosure, this, my wife is the director of the visitors bureau in St. Ignace. And this weekend it's the pond hockey tournament sponsored by Labatt. Labatt puts it on. It's this really cool event. My wife suckered me into refing some of the games so i sat out there and froze all day today refing hockey uh which was cool no complaints but you know i i i went and i mean i bought a 24 pack of labats tonight and brought it home like you know for my wife and my cousin i'm gonna have some of those tonight uh i don't have a problem drinking labat i think there's a time and a place and and i mean you, you you mentioned you listened to um that uh, video that I had with the Michigan Brewers Guild. So I don't want to like be redundant here, but like I, I told myself before we even, I, whether the brewery was successful or not or whatever, whatever, like if I'm getting into the beer business, I never want to become a beer snob. I think that there is a time and a place for all beers and the, the best people like, Oh, what's your fit? Yeah. The best beer you can have is the one that's in your hand at the time. And it's more about the people that you're enjoying that beer with than, than it really is about the beer. I mean, for me, that's not for everybody. You know, there's people out, but like, I mean, beer, I think complements the company and the conversation that you're having. And I think it's important to remember that. I think it's important that, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up being a brewer and being in the beer interest industry to get wrapped up in all that, that sometimes you forget, you know, like, look at 
2020, man, how bad did you just want to go to the bar and hang out with people? I mean, nobody yeah. was like, nobody. I mean, I shouldn't say no, but like, how many people were like, dang it, man, I wish I could just get to the bar so I can have a 51K on draft or whatever beer on draft. Nobody said that. Everybody was like, man, I just want to go to the beer so I can like hang out with the dude who's next to me. I mean, if if you could have been like, if if in some crazy universe, they could be like, yep, yeah, you can go to the bar, but you can only drink Bud Light. Everybody go to the bar. It will, it's not about the beer. It's about it's about it's about the whole thing. Yes, the beer is important, but but it's also about you know just talking to the dude next to you or hanging out with that company. You know what I mean? For sure, that's the one thing that, and we were talking about it in the pre-show. I for for everyone listening on the show uh, that might not know, um, I had a, a little bit of a health scare, which is why I have not drank since September. Um, I should be drinking here in a couple weeks as long as, you know, everything goes fine. Um, but for me, as you said, the one thing that I crave isn't necessarily the beer. It's everything that surrounds the beer. It's going to talk to people like you. It's going to, um, you know, talk to other people. Oh, what did, what did you have to drink? Or my favorite thing ever is going to a brewery and asking the bartender after my beer, what's your favorite place to go locally? And then going to that place and making my own tour based on recommendation. Like these are the things that we didn't have in 2020 and 2021. It was really crazy and a lot different because we were, you know, a lot of still outdoor seating only. Um, but you, you also, when you went to those bars in those places, you kind of lost that sociability. You know, you're, you're masked up or you're, you're sitting down, you know, that person six. I mean, it wasn't even that fun. No. No, it wasn't. I, it was it was fun to see people like in January of 2021. Um, not fun for the breweries because uh, you guys only had outdoor seating. But the amount of people I saw go an outdoor drink because they wanted to get out and be out. Um, so w- I think what you're saying has a lot of resonation into uh, to that. So for me, like as I was kind of getting to my point, like I haven't had uh, alcoholic beverage since September, and. I missed the opportunity to go out, to go drink, to go do something because you associate a lot of things with beer, but you socialize, you, you associate the socialization, the events, the things that, you know, you like to do. Whereas sure there's beer at a lot of those places, but the beer is second to everything else. The, the beer is just there. Um, that is going to do it for this episode of Better on Draft. Uh, before we go, we're both, me and Rob, going to ask you a final question uh, to kind of like end out the show, make it a little bit fun. Uh, sure. we, I'm going to have Rob go first, and then after we ask our questions, we'll give you the opportunity to uh, say, say, say where your beer is, how we get it, how we find you, all that stuff. So, Rob, what's your final question? All right. Simple, not simple question. Favorite Michigan brewery not named Beer de Mac? Man. Uh, that's such a tough question. You know, come on. I'm sure sure that every brewer that you like, we all have friends at other places like, uh, and for what, you know, like going for the beer, going for the, that's, that's so loaded. That's Michigan brewery that you'd like to collab with the most. (laughs) Who do you want to work with? That's a better question. Who's a brewer you want to work with? Brewery, uh, brewer. Uh, we've, I mean, I, we, we're, we're pretty tight with the guys up at Barrel and Beam. 
uh, you know, they kind of do that farmhouse funk, that Belgian uh, barrel. They're doing a lot of wild, funky stuff. And we've gone up there and brewed with those guys. But, uh, I mean, like right now, like I'm just kind of craving, you know, they, they did a really cool – they've done a really – their uh, sati is really nice and – you know, be nice. I, I think a win- winter always makes me like kind of think of Marquette. I'm a winter boy. I like I like skiing and snowshoeing and stuff. So maybe that's my answer today or right now. But if you ask me in 15 minutes, it'd probably be something else. <laughs> All right. Well, you mentioned that you are uh, refing a local pod hockey tournament. What is your favorite hockey movie or TV show? Uh, I mean, Mighty Ducks is great. Um, Are we talking the movie or the TV show? I I haven't seen the TV show. It'd have to be the movie. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge hockey guy. That's the the most hilarious thing about it is like my wife and your wife. My wife is, well, let me, let me give you the backstory real fast. Cause I know we're like short on time, but my wife is the director of the visitors bureau. It's, it's basically her and the three ladies in her office put on that event. And she's like, hey, honey, uh, will you help volunteer and do some scorekeeping up here uh, for the – and I'm like, hell, yeah, that'll be awesome. It's sponsored by Labatt. I'm in. And then, like, three days later, she's like, well, you, you, you're going to be refing. Is that going to be a problem? And I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Like, I, I, I didn't play hockey in high school uh, I mean, I'm a uh, an American man, so I know some of the rules just because we live in America. But uh, I'm like, that is a very different ask than tallying the score. So I kind of got roped into it. Uh, but uh, but it's all good. It's a good time. It's a really cool event. If you guys ever get a chance or want to see some like really, I mean, it's just really cool. There's not how how many how many opportunities do you get to walk out onto you know, one of the big lakes and play hockey and drink beer. It's, it's, it's awesome. I, I would strongly recommend, even if you're not a hockey player to come up and see it. It's really awesome. All right. Beer to Mac. Where are you located? Where can we find your beer? Um, we are, uh, we're really embarking on a lot of new stuff up here. We're going to start, um, brewing, um, at another location at, at another facility with our boys down at Mackinac trail. I think this summer to try to keep up with distribution. Um, we basically have drawn the dotted line, uh, a 50 mile radius. We're still doing self distribution. You can find our beer on the Island at the pink pony, the Iroquois. We got two, no, two new locations. I actually look on our social media, this week, we're going to be sending the very first two beer to Mac kegs across the ice bridge on a sled. And I'm going to take a bunch of pictures. That should be pretty sweet to see. They're going to take them over to the Mustang and the Broken Spoke. Both those bars stay open year round. Um, but we're at Teddy Griffin's in Harbor, the Noggin Room in Petoskey, and, and basically 50 mile radius. You can find us around here. We are, if you're coming up 75 from. Uh, the south, which the majority of people are, you take the first Mackinac City exit, exit 337, and when you get off, instead of going right towards the Mackinac Bridge, you make a left, and we are a quarter of a mile up the road on the right-hand side, just south of town, Um, and we're just out here. We're open year-round. 
uh, just giving it the old co- college try, slanging beers and serving smiles. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode of the Michigan Series Better on Draft. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's Better on Draft. Have a good night. Underrated hockey movie, Mystery Alaska. Peace.